Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the November 16th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we explore some weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks and dig into some other metrics measuring the construction and industrial markets that will be of interest. We'll also be looking at the latest national construction data from Dodge Data Analytics and discuss some large construction projects that were in the news over the past few weeks and may be some hot markets for 2021. Let's first check out some weekly economic indicators that offer an early indicator of where the market may be headed. These five indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fireblast for sponsoring today's electrical economy for 2020. Let's look first at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layers are right now at the local level. The advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 723,105 for the week ending November the 12th. That's a decrease of 20,799, or 6.3% from the previous week's revised level. The advanced seasonally adjusted insured unemployment rate was 4.6% for the week ending October 31st. That's a decrease of 0.3% from the previous week's revised rate. The five states with the most initial unemployment claims during this time period were California, with 152,642. That's an increase of 5,162 claims. Illinois with 70,659. They had a decrease of 2,856 claims. New York logged 543,876 claims, which was actually a decrease of 1,840 claims. Massachusetts came in with 42,216 unemployment claims, an increase of 2,799 claims. Texas had 32,422 claims, a decrease of 5,179 claims. One of my favorite leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly. I must admit I'm a bit of a rail nerd. It might have come from playing with all those Lionel trains that my dad collected back when I was a kid. More recently, one of my favorite running trails in the Kansas City area goes right along a major freight rail corridor. and I always enjoy checking out what's being shipped on the those rail cars as they as they blow past me as I'm running each uh, week. For the week ending November the 7th, total traffic showed an increase of 1.9% to 520-452 carloads. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 41 weeks of 2020 was 19,122,615 carloads and end intermodal units, a decrease of 10.1% compared to last year. Grain was the only commodity posting a year-to-date increase over 2019. It's showing a 1.3% increase to 982,534 carloads. 
Coal is showing the biggest decline with a 26.2% decline year to date to 57,509 carloads, followed by motor vehicle and parts with a minus 22% decline and metal ore and metals at a 17.4% decline over last year. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by the state, basin, and national ranks at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. While the Baker Hughes rig count is still showing a drastic decline in business from 2019, the slope of the decline is not quite as bad. Since our last report, the U.S. total rig count gained 10 rigs and the percentage rate of the year-over-year -year decline improved from minus 65% to minus 62%. The total decline in number of rigs also improved from the 543 rigs declined from our last report to the 487 rigs year-over-year -year decline in this week's report. Despite these welcome increases, it's still important to look at the oil market in the context of where it had been just a few years ago. When you look at the current data and compare it to where the oil market was in the 2012 to 2014 range, you can see just how much the oil business has shrunk. Back then, the total rig count was above 1,200 rigs for about three years. Over the past year, that rig count has been less than 600 operational rigs. Now let's look at some of the bigger basins. In Texas, you've got the Permian Basin, which has operated a fraction of where it was back in 2012 to 2014. Back then, it was well above 400 operational rigs for several years running. Now, it's at about 154 rigs. Ditto for Texas's Eagle Ford Basin, which was at or near 200 rigs for several years. Now, 20 rigs. That's a big difference. Price for a barrel of the benchmark, West Texas Intermediate Oil spent a fair amount of time over the past two weeks under the $40 per barrel range. Oil prices have a long way to go to get to where the drillers can make that money. That varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $60 per barrel. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper because it's a leading indicator for future economic activity since it's used in so many different industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. Prices are looking real solid, and on Monday, November the 16th, they topped $3.20 per pound on a spot basis. According to our Reuters report, copper powered to a 29-month high on Monday after a higher-than-expected factory output from China reinforced views of solid demand from the world's top consumer of industrial metals. Three-month copper on the London Metals Exchange was up 2.1% to 7128 0.5 a ton in official trading after touching its highest point since June 14, 2018 at 7,179. As part of my research for this podcast, a report in an electrical marketing newsletter this week, and a cover story for next month's Electrical Construction and Maintenance magazine, last week I sat in on the Dodge Construction Outlook for 2021. It's always a great conference for any of you that might be interested in getting an early sense of where the market might be headed. While the 2021 total market shows construction spending up 4% in 2021 after a 14% decline in 2020, Dodge's chief economist, Richard Branch, said the single-family construction, data center, and warehouse construction segments were particularly strong and would likely outpace these numbers. Now let's take a look at some of these data center and warehouse projects. 
Facebook, Microsoft, Google, and other tech firms have plans for or are already building quite a few data centers with a total contract value ranging from $200 million to $600 million. That's a ton of electrical business potential when you consider that electrical work accounts for roughly 10% of a project's value. One electrical contractor who is developing a major specialty in data center construction across the United States is Rosenden Electric, based out in San Jose, California. The company says it's already completed $4 million in total value of electrical construction in data center projects, and they recently opened up an office outside of Nashville to support the construction of Facebook's $800 million data center project being planned there. That's a huge data center, but the Golden Plains Technology Park project now being planned for outside the Kansas City area is even bigger. That project being planned by Diode Ventures, a wholly owned subsidiary of Black Beach, could eventually dwarf all of the other projects in our data center database. When its three phases are complete, it's expected to have 13 buildings and 6.75 million square feet at a contract cost of more than $6 billion. Although many of the e-business players that have been building large warehouses support their online sales, none of them are doing it on the scale of Amazon. According to the 2021 Dodge Construction Outlook, since 2017, Amazon broke ground on at least 47 warehouse projects with a total, value, total square footage of $27 million. Dodge valued the construction of these warehouses at $19.4 billion and says that at least three of these distribution centers top 3 million square feet. The Project Sophia Project in Wilmington, Delaware, the Project Charm Project in Pflugerville, Texas, and a facility in New Windsor, Connecticut. Now let's take a look at some utility-scale renewables projects. Construction of utility-scale wind and solar projects is continuing to grow, and we like no less than 20 large projects in our tour database. Quite a few of the larger solar projects being planned are underway in California and Texas. A January 2020 post at www.desertsun.com said that over the next few years, as much as 30,000 acres, 30,000, get that, of photovoltaic solar farms will produce 4,000 megawatts and could come online in the Southern California desert and produce enough power for up to 400,000 homes. Two large solar projects are now underway in Desert Center, California, the 625 million Palin and 438 million Athos solar farms. Construction of wind farms is on set to set a record this year, according to the American Wind Energy Association, or AWEA. AWEA's Wind Power America third quarter 2020 report says the U.S. wind industry installed nearly 2,000 megawatts of new wind capacity in the third quarter, which is setting a record and brings total American wind capacity to 112,000 megawatts. The Dodge Construction Report also got into some details on the educational market, which is kind of struggling right now because of the lack of bond issue money in many markets. Uh, that isn't necessarily the case in some Sunbelt markets because of population increases are growing like crazy. It's definitely been a tale of the haves and have-nots. The top markets right now for anticipated construction from 2020 to 2026 are Texas, Florida, Georgia, and Arizona, which are far outpacing most other markets in the United States for public school construction in the K-12 niche. This concludes the market data portion for our presentation today, and a special thanks to the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series in 2020. While you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, you might find yourself in need of some additional local data. Check out Electrical Marketing. An annual subscription for only $99 will give you online access to electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, access to a construction database with hundreds of projects, and building permits at the state and local level, 
as well as other information on unemployment rates and gross metropolitan product. That subscription to electrical marketing will only cost $99 per year. You can subscribe to by going to www.electricalmarketing.com. Just click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage and click on magazine subscription. Contact me if there's any other type of economic data that you would like to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring our podcast series. Our next presentation will be on Monday, December the 7th. Thanks and have a great day.